Hello and welcome to Who Wins, where each episode we pit pop culture icons against each other in a brutal fight to the death. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partner in pugilism, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And we are rounding off spooky season, rounding off our vampire-centric three weeks, really. We haven't done a month of it. It's been odd this spooky season because (laughs) of the way things have fallen. But we're rounding off three weeks of vampire-related content with just a a vampire royal rumble really um (laughs) now we have a list and if you don't like our list (laughs) tough no if you if you don't like it write in and and let us know who you would have liked to see but um this has been quite a tough one to put together you know when we do these kind of big sort of smackdown royal rumble type things generally it's a pretty easy list um but god there are just so many vampires so many of them are similar um, and it's a genre that I have so much love for as well. There were so many characters that I wanted to put in here. Um, so we're putting this li- this list together. What we've done is try to balance it a little bit. There are definitely characters that I would like to have in here that we've omitted. There are characters that we've had in other fights that we've omitted. Yeah. So this hasn't been an easy list to put together. If you disagree with it and there are other vampires that you'd like to see, then let us know. And further on down the line, maybe we can pit some of those suggestions against each other. Yeah. Um, but the list we've got, I've tried to make it as balanced as possible. Now, having said that, more than ever, I have a horse in this race. <laughs> <laughs> more than ever before. So, no, yeah. I, uh, to be honest, looking at the list, and we'll go through the list in a second, um, I, I can see there are at least two in here that I'd have pegged you as having as, there, as there, joint favourites in here. I, I wouldn't have thought you'd be between them. Yeah, there are many, many, because as I say, this, you know, I've, I've, I've mentioned many, many times on, on all of our shows, um, vampires are, are just a, a type of creature and, and a particular genre of storytelling, really, as well. Vampires are their own thing um, that I have a great affinity for. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, there, there are some of my favourite characters in here. Without any shadow of a doubt, my favourite character in anything of all time ever is in this list. And this isn't so much going to be about who wins as how is Mark going to convince me to kill this character? <laughs> because in all honesty, like I have I have seriously thought about this already as well. And if I had to pick one, if I looked at the list we've got in front of us and I had to pick one immediately, get reaction, putting my biases aside, it is that character. Yeah, I'm between um, two. I've got to be honest, I'm between two. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go through it. So we've got Count Orlock uh, from yep. Nosferatu. Yep. And we also have Dracula. Now, probably the first bone of contention on our list. Um, they are different characters. Yep. They, they are very different characters. Yes, Orlock is based on Dracula. Uh, and the story of Nosferatu is the story of Dracula, basically. But the vampire himself, Orlok himself, is very, very different. His powers are different. He yeah. looks different. He carries himself different. So so we, we thought it was important to differentiate between the two, especially since actually Orlok, I would argue certainly as far as cinematic vampires go, is potentially even more important than Dracula. Yeah. Uh, certainly what we base a lot of our, our cinematic vampires on. So we've got Count Orlok, we've got Dracula, we've got Blade, uh, David from The Lost Boys. Yeah. Count von Count, everyone's favourite mathematician, because how can you do vampires without exactly. Um Colin Robinson from What yeah. We Do in the Shadows, the vampire Lestat, and Spike and Drusilla. 
Yeah. Um, who who were basically with this all. There was no way this was happening <laughs> without Spike Drew. So not to bury the lead, here's my horse straight away. <laughs> all right, this is going to be convince me how all of these take down Spike and Drew together. Um, so let, let's put some ground rules in place. So first of all, yes, we've put Spike and Drew in as a pair. Um, I think we could take either on their own, um, but they belong together, I, I think. And, and certainly, you know, yeah. as we look at various iterations of these characters, I think both of these characters are at their strongest when they're together. So it yes. makes sense. So we're going to take them both at the height of their powers um so pre their first appearance in buffy really um yeah. although both of them do reach full potential on their own halfway through but anyway we're taking them both at the full yeah. height of their powers um lestat is one we need to work out and by the way this is this is literally us doing this on air. Well, like we haven't discussed yeah. this list as usual we've put this list together we haven't discussed the ins and outs because we feel it's important for you to understand the rules of engagement here um now uh are we taking Lestat as in Tom Cruise's Lestat, which is kind of what I assumed? Um, or are we taking Lestat as in the character from the books Lestat, which is the strongest version of that character? Um, having not read the um, book for a fucking long time, I'd say go for the movie version. Well, this is the thing. Neither have I. I, I have read the Vampire Chronicles, all of them, um, against my better judgment in some cases. <laughs> uh, some of them are good, some of them are not. Um, but L- Lestat basically becomes god by the end of those books so well, I, I, I didn't still, get to the I still end think, i still think he could be killed um but the, the character is quite different um that's not saying that tom cruise's lestat wouldn't grow into the same character as the books uh if if that series is continued uh, yeah. but i think most people are most familiar with that character yeah as portrayed by tom cruise in the interview with the vampire so i think we'll take that version of lestat yeah. Uh, maybe maybe if it comes down to it we can discuss some of the powers that he later gets in the books when there is there is a way this scenario can go where one of those powers might become very very important um colin robinson there's only one colin robinson um this was a real difficult one for me as in which character to take from what we do in yeah. in the shadows um eventually i went with colin just because he's he's that much different really i mean yeah I was kind of torn about maybe putting Nigel and Laszlo in as well, particularly with Spike and Drew. Um, but let's be honest, Spike and Drew would, would take them in seconds. So I thought Colin <laughs> Robinson was a little bit more interesting. Yeah, no, uh, I, I think Kelly actually I mean, we'll, we'll get, in, we'll get into where we go, but I think Colin Robinson's actually a good choice because, he, as you say, he's so different and his his, yes, that, his, that, his skill set is so different that he offers something very different to this fight. Exactly. Whereas a lot of the rest of it are variations on a theme, whereas Colin is something entirely different. Um, David is only one, the one and only. Um, Blade, we'll take Wesley Snipes' iteration of Blade, um, because, again, that's the most popular version of that character. He's he's fairly faithful anyway. Dracula. Now, here's the the one in it. Um, Well, I I think this is where we kind of have to do what we we tend to do on the show, which is go for kind of an amalgam of of what the character is over the iterations. Yeah, so so I agree. I figure that's what we do. Where that becomes important is actually, I mean, and one of the first things we have to discuss, I think, the, the key difference between him and Orlok in that uh, Dracula, as we now know him as a character, now has all of the the class. And, and people mistakenly think that all of our classic vampire tropes are are based on Dracula. Okay, but actually, you know, when you look at, I guess, what Universal and Hammer popularized as Dracula, they they actually take a lot of what Orlok brought to the table. Things like yeah. um, 
you know, dying when exposed to sunlight, be it you're burning up in sunlight. That's not in Dracula, as in Bram Stoker's Dracula. And and that, that was nothing to do with vampires prior to Nosferatu. Um, sunlight just weakened them. It didn't actually kill them. Yeah. But if we're to take the popularized version of Dracula, then he's got all of it, hasn't he? He's got the weakness to sunlight. He can be staked. He's got the weakness to crosses. He's got the weakness to running water. But that also means he comes with all of the popularized powers as well. So yeah. turn into bats, fog, wolf. You know, he looks he looks young once he's drunk. So, yeah, I think we have to take Dracula as the thing that he's become. Yeah. Um, but but that is that is interesting because then that actually offers him up to the weakness of Orlok, which he wouldn't yes. have had previously. And so that would have made him one of only two. No, one of only three, maybe four characters that could go out in sunlight. I say maybe four because Lestat at the height of his powers is immune to sunlight. Um, but if we're taking Lestat from the film, he's not. So yeah. at least I don't think he is. It's been a long time no. since I've seen him as a vampire as well. But he, if no, he's not. Seems the book. OK, so there's our rules of engagement then. So let's get into it. Um, first and foremost, obviously, this has to take place at night, because if it doesn't, yeah. we can cut this list <laughs> really quickly, really, really quickly. This just becomes Blade versus Colin Robinson. Um, so. So, OK, so it, it has to take place at night. Um, yeah. Now, one of the first things that jumps out to me then um, in all of this and sort of <laughs> you've got poor old Count Von Count here, who we all love dearly. But bless him, you've got all of these bloodsuckers and then you've got poor old fuzzy Count Von Count, um, who, as far as I know, has never sucked blood, but has the fangs to do so. Yeah. And so it depends how he was made, doesn't that? I guess. Um, I, I mean, presumably he was sewn together, wasn't he? So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's, it is an interesting one. As I said, no, there's, there's, it's just the, the myriad of ways in which they can kill him. Well, and I mean, presumably you just pull him apart. Pull him apart. You set him on fire. And, and yeah, and, and that's another thing. Like we, as we've done when we've had puppets versus real life people before, we're taking him as a puppet. Like he is, he yeah, is a puppet. He's a puppet. He's, he's like a real thing, but he's a he is a puppet. Um. So yeah, I mean, obviously he can be burned, but then they can all be burned if you expose them to sunlight. Uh, but he can literally be burned. Like he's going to be pretty flammable. Well, I mean, set felt, on fire. felt is flammable. Yeah. I said felt felt burns really really well. Yeah, I mean, so it, it's almost like he's almost a weapon. Uh, but in some cases, you can yeah. set him on fire and just turf him at someone. Um, he could be yeah. ripped. He could be all sorts of. But he's also got the strength that comes with that as well. In that, you know, he's he's going to take a beating. Like you could pummel yeah. seven shades of shit out of him. It's not going to make any difference whatsoever because he's felt. Yeah. So well, it's like the episode of The Simpsons where they're beating up Bart because he's got uh, he's got skateboard padding on, and I can I can punch you all day because it doesn't fucking hurt because you've got pads on. Yeah, and it's exactly. that sort of thing where, yeah, he, he's just he's just like punching a pillow. Yeah, exactly. So he's got some strengths. He's got some weaknesses. Um, Lestat, we, we've briefly discussed already. So he's if we're taking him from interview with a vampire in terms of powers and actually even even in the books, when he does get all his powers, what he actually does is just get pretty much the same powers as everyone else. It just takes him a lot longer to get there because let's be fair. Anne Rice's vampires are shit. I'm sorry if you like them, but they're shit. <laughs> right. They're rubbish. Uh, so at the height of his powers, aside from being like immune to sunlight and stuff, um, he's like he's super strong superhero. And I think I may be misremembering this, but I think he can control fire when he gets really powerful as well. I think he has some sort of pyrokinesis. But by and large, it's just everything that you would normally associate with vampires. Um, right. 
so Blade obviously is able to go out in sunlight and is also highly trained in martial arts. Um, yeah. And he doesn't have the kind of traditional vampiric weaknesses is the thing. So he's able to go out in sunlight. Crosses are not going to do anything. Mm. So so he's he's quite a strong contender early doors. Yeah. Was there a thing with silver with him? I can't remember. Yes, um, his weak silver. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's been so long since I've seen any of the Blade movies. Yeah. Probably because the second and third are blue. But um Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't so much mind Blade Two. Blade Trinity's a fucking abysmal movie, but I don't mind Blade Two aside from the really bad CGI. Um, it's got some of the worst CGI I've ever ever seen. It looks like yeah, Mortal Kombat atrocious. towards the end of that film. Um, I don't even think it was that good, to be honest. No, it's fucking terrible. Um, Although so, Blade, Blade Trinity did give us the line "cock juggling thundercunt," so you know you've got to give it some credit for that. There, there is that to it. There is that to it. Um, so Dracula then. Dracula is Dracula then. So all of the weaknesses. So silver, running water, sunlight, stake through the heart, crosses. But then as you say, also like super fast, super strong, charming as hell, uh, able to mesmerize people. Yeah. Yeah, So all of that. Uh, Orlok is, Orlok's a strange one. Um, Hmm. So weak to sunlight, can't be killed by a stake through the heart though. Does have to regenerate in his coffin. Um, and unlike any of the others, is able to carry the plague. That's something that always <laughs> struck me with a lot. Yeah, like, I'd forgotten about rats that. And brings the plague with him. So, and that just kills people. I don't think it's going to do anything to anyone well, here. Well, no, because they're already dead. Because they're already dead. But he is able to like command rats and carry the plague. So that's that's a little bit. Well, maybe you get the rats to rip Count von Kaut apart mm-hmm. and run off with the bits. So you can't put them back together. He he also has a a weakness. Um, I, I could never quite work this out, but there's something that goes on in Nosferatu where and I forget what, what the other characters are called now. I, I very much remember Orlok, but it's been years since I've seen Nosferatu, hmm. um, at least the original. I have the, the 70s one well on DVD and I watch it quite often, uh, but the names are different in that. They do yeah. actually. Go, yeah, that just basically is Dracula. Um, yeah. No, I've, I've only seen that once. That was a long time ago. But there's, there's something weird about whatever their version of Mina is. I can't remember what she's called. But she has a psychic connection to to Harker, and that that enables him to like withstand Orlok. Like Orlok's powerless against him because of the psychic connection. Because like Mina, I guess like a premonition, and she senses that he's in trouble, and then Orlok can't do anything. So that's that's really weird. So he's, he's yeah, he's got that seems kind of pointless. Susceptibility that? to yeah to whether he's susceptible to mind control or not, I don't know. But he's certainly unable to to do anything. Um, Who's that leave right? David. Um, look, I I love I love Keith Sutherland and the Lost Boys. I love the Lost Boys as a movie, and David is iconic. Um, I just gotta put it on front front street right here and now though. He's a shit vampire. He's fucking terrible. <laughs> He's fucking awful. Like he, he does he does almost nothing in that film except taunt Michael. Like when they eventually fight at the end, he gets taken out in like yeah. seconds. He's fucking yeah, rubbish. Quick, yeah. He's absolutely fucking rubbish. <laughs> now, he he was the other one. I, I said earlier on, I, I figured you'd have two two dogs in the fight. And he was the other one, not because of his prowess as a vampire, but because of the character, the, the character, everything else absolutely. the character does. The character is phenomenal. Uh, and I, and that was shit. that was the other one. That was why I kind of gravitated towards David. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, as, as, a, as a vampire and as, as any sort of antagonist, he's kind of shit. He's, he's absolutely terrible. Um, but I mean, look, he's, he's able to fly um he's he does have some element of mind control you know whether 
how good that is or whether it's just illusion i don't know but obviously he turns the noodles into maggots and things like that or worms and, and the rice into maggots and stuff like that. so he's able to do that um i mean he is strong um, yeah. but he's very easily overpowered as previously discussed um weaknesses wise so he's got sunlight he's got stake in uh, garlic doesn't do anything in the lost boys um but garlic does very little to any of these i was, I was gonna say that that's another one of those it seems to have, it seems to have popped up in popular culture but it's hard to trace where it's actually come from yeah it, it doesn't it, it just seems to be one of those things somebody went, oh um well we don't do the conventional things we don't want to do no everyone knows steak through the heart everyone knows sunlight what else can we do i know he doesn't like french food yeah it's it's, it's odd um but yeah it famously does nothing when they have the bathtub filled with garlic um but it's actually made with holy water um so yeah garlic does nothing um spike and drew um all of you i mean the, the buffy vampires are fairly traditional so yeah. weaknesses wise you know the head in same as anybody else stake through the heart sunlight crosses um no garlic no running water no. none of that uh, no need to return to a coffin they just need to stay away from sunlight powers wise now this is where it gets interesting um because they've got all of the all of the classic powers as i say that the stat would get later on they can't go out in sunlight but then also they don't instantly catch on fire like that that tends to suit like buffy uses that yeah it's, it's, story, it's like, a story reason isn't it yeah it's spikes out in the sun a fucking lot just wearing yeah. a fucking duster over his head or a blanket like so yeah. There's there's wriggle room there. Yeah, it's it's, it's the barbecue effect, isn't it? Yes. So he's slowly going to burn. Um, he's an exceptionally skilled fighter. Yeah. Um, easily on blades level, I would say. I mean, killed fucking three slayers. So, you know, exceptionally exceptionally skilled fighter. Um, and then Drew, of course, is just chaos incarnate um, and able yeah. to mind control. I was going to say mind control is a big thing. A big thing. Which there. is a huge, and huge mad thing. as a bag of frogs. Yeah, completely mad as a bad bag of frogs. Um, so they bring a lot to the table, and then of course Colin Robinson. Um, yeah, now I, I'm I've not seen much of what we do in the shadows. I've seen the film. Yeah, um, a ways back. I've not I've not watched the series. I think I may have seen one or two episodes of the series. But he's his is so weird because it he's more of a he seems to be more of a leech than a vampire in, in that in that sort of sense. Whereby he he drains. He yes, drains people he rather energy. than feed on them. He's an, he's an energy vampire. Um, yeah. Now, able to go out in daylight. He's got a day job and everything. Um, and like he would he would just be getting his rocks off on this. Hmm. Because as everybody else is kind of fighting amongst themselves, he's just going to be it's like all of that testosterone and all that energy yeah. that's flying around. He's just going to be he's going to be drinking all that in. Generally, his thing is to just bore people to death. Yeah, I was um, going to say his nice thing, like he feeds on boredom and frustration. So if he, you know, if he's not engaging with people at this fight level, then that's going to piss him off. That's going to get him frustrated. And again, there's going to be more. There's going to be more for him to drain and to draw on from that. Yes. Um. So so he's got that to bring to the table as well. Like he can definitely bore people, but I think just the the negative energy as well. Um. I mean, there is there is an episode in the show where he, like he can he can get full as well, right. and as he fills up, his head starts to just expand like brainiac right. style um and then he gets more and more and more powerful right, right. so so there's that as well but the longer basically the longer this goes on the more powerful he gets provided he's still in it provided he's still in it so i think like opening gambit here straight away um blade's going to want to take them all out <laughs> so yeah. opening gambit here he, he could just go for any single one he likes um I think I the kind problem of... with Blade, though, is that Blade is going to go out swinging. He's going to try, and rather than being methodical about it, he's going to try and take them all in one go. 
it's going to be lots of them, lots of you know, swinging swords and high kicks and all the rest of it. And at some point, some they're just going to t- they're they're going to they're going to realize actually if we just mob him and get yeah. and pin him down, he ain't going to do fuck all. In his own words, some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill, um, and he and he literally <laughs> will just yeah you're right he's going to wander in there all guns blazing swords flying. Um, I feel like he's going to instantly gravitate towards Orlock and Dracula just because they're yeah, they're the big ones. They're the big ones and the most traditional looking vampires. Yeah. Um, and I, and I like I think you can take Warlock out in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, like, easily. There's there's a lot that we credit to Warlock, as I say, in terms of our vampire culture. Yeah. Um, but I I don't think he's got like he, he's got an awkward gait. He's actually quite disheveled. Yeah. Um, the rats are not going to do anything to anyone. Um, so I I think he's a fairly easy target. I think so. Um, and I think it's as I say he he's conventional he's conventional as what we think you know, what we think of now. But I mean, when you put him against the others, there he doesn't know. He doesn't look like the rest of them. He looks more like a monster than the rest of them. He very much does now. And I think that's that's going to grab. That's going to make people gravitate towards him because if they know if they know who he is, they know what his strengths are. They know they know how he plays out. Then they're going to know actually he's not much of a fighter and he's he's an easy mark to get rid of. And if you don't know, then he, because he's the one that looks like a monster, he looks creepy as all fuck. Mm. You take him out first because you don't know what he can do. Yes, exactly. Um, now, in terms of taking him out, the thing is, like, as far as we are told, it's only like the only way to kill him is to distract him so that the sunlight burns him up. Like, mm. it, that's that's spoilers for like a nearly hundred year old film. Um, <laughs> yeah, ninety nine year old film. Yeah, that's that's how they take him out in in Nosferatu. Um, he 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 has to like he feeds essentially um until the sun comes up and then he burns up um yeah. but then he needs so, his coffin to reject to he, yeah so so you destroy that and you're onto a winner because then any damage you do to him what he, he can't heal he can't read well i mean i i also think there has to be a, a certain element of poetic license here as well and that this doesn't come up because the, it, he exists purely for a film adaptation and yeah. you wouldn't have got away with this in film in these days but like I'm just going to say here and now, beheading is going to kill every single one of them. Yeah. Like, it's, you kick a head off, then you've taken the fucking head off. Like, well, that, well, that's it. Cause, I mean, you get with if it's head off, it doesn't kill them. Even if sort of no Monty Python's, I mean, he's, he's on the he's on the floor, saying we'll call it a draw. At some point, the sun comes up, yeah, and he exactly. can't move to get away from it. I, exactly. Um, you know, I, I think you take the head off, then the body is incapacitated anyway. And even if the head is still alive, then yeah, you've got this thing that can't move. As long as you don't get your feet near it for him to bite your ankles, then you just kick him out in the sunlight. So I definitely think Blade can take him out immediately yeah. with it, with his sword. Um, probably causing, I guess, everybody else to just round on Blade at that point because there's a threat. Well, yeah, that's, um, that's now, it. Now I say everybody else. I mean. Count von Count, I'm still not sure he's going to want to get involved. He might. <laughs> no, he's going to he's going to stay as far away as he can because he's not going to want to rip his rip his felt. Yeah, Colin's going to sit back and watch it unfold and, and suck it up. Now, this is the thing with Spike and Drew here now, right? Okay, because there's there's a part of me that thinks Spike's going to be going for number three here, like because Blade's technically a vampire slayer. He's done he's done two, Drew's done one, so they got three between them. This is this is four between them yeah. if they take him out. Um, but then he's also way too smart. Like, yeah, I, I use the key yeah. difference between Spike and, say, David, who are very similar characters. Spike knows when to sit back and just go, all right, yeah. I'm going to let those motherfuckers kill themselves. Yeah. And then I'm going to have my fun. Yeah. Like, it's so. I, I think that's it. And I think that realistically, so you've got David there who is the he's the ballsy side of Spike, but not the brain side of him. And exactly. he's, you know, it's going to be, oh, fucking hell. 
tell you what, let's it's good. it's a bit like a Royal Rumble. Well, let's team up and take that motherfucker out, and then we'll sort ourselves out later on. Yeah. He let him rush in and get his head taken off, and then you sit there laughing. Yeah, and and I think he absolutely he's not because he's not going to get involved himself. Yeah, and I think he absolutely would as well. I think David would see this threat and just be playing Billy Big Balls straight away. Yeah. like I I'm I'm the coolest. I'm the hardest. Look yeah. at me. Look at my mother. Yeah, he's going to rush straight for him, and it's like this. He's a shit fighter. He's gone. Yeah. Blade takes him out immediately. I think. Um, so there's no. I, I yeah. I, I don't think. I think even if we went down to this, if you put David individually up against any of these, yeah, short of Count von Count, yeah, I don't think he could take any of them, let alone but Blade. I think I think he'd be all right. He'd be all right against Nosferatu. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. But he's already. But he's already dead. dead. Yeah. So I think actually, as, as David rushes in for Blade, like. He's, yeah, his he's, head's coming off. Yeah, like he's, he's got no fucking chance, has he? No. None whatsoever. Um, now, you kind of figure Blade's probably going to turn his attention then, I would say, to Dracula. Yeah, because Drax, um, Drax, the, Dra- realistically, irrespective of where certain tropes have come from over the years, Drax the big one. Yes, yes, he, he is. He's, he's the king here. Like, yeah. he's king of the castle. Like, this is. So, yeah. You put those two together. Now, meanwhile, while all this is going on, like apart from like Count Count from Count is not going to get involved. He's by this point he's being like one body, ha ha ha, yeah. two bodies. Um, Colin Robson's sucking it all up. Yeah, you kind of got to feel that Spike and Drew are just loving the chaos. Where's the stat in all this? This is the thing. Now, now I'm wondering whether because because Lestat is kind of he's full of himself as well. That's the thing. Like we said yeah. about David running in, Lestat all like he's not as kind of aggressive as David is, but he's very, very full of himself. Yeah. Like he's gonna be like, ah, oh, fucking vampire. I can take a vampire hunter out, no problem. Um yeah. but, but I mean, he's equally he, not gonna to want to get blood on his nice clean shirts or anything. Well, so. well this is it. I mean the, the the thing I was thinking of is that from what we see of the character, he does and I say I've, I've it's a long time since I've read the book. It's quite a long time since I've seen the film, but I've seen the film quite a few times. But there is this sort of Machiavellian edge that Tom Cruise adds to the character, which you kind of get the impression he's going to be sitting there, you know, he's going to be sitting there watching and going, right, okay, that's the fucker to watch. The one who's the, the one who, no, the one who's decapitating everybody, the one who's causing the fucking chaos. He's the one to watch. So when his back is turned, I'm going for Blade. Yeah. He's, and he's he's going to want to make the kill because there's that. Yeah. I keep. It's difficult, even though it's been a long time since I've read the books, there's this baggage that you kind of bring to these characters. And, and you know, like, later on, he forms his fucking rock band and he's like, he's the vampire David Bowie, essentially. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's, <laughs> and he's so fucking full of himself that he is going to be, he is going to want to be the one that saved Dracula's life, that took out Blade, just because, again, he's the biggest threat in the room. And again, throughout the books, like, that's how he garners all these powers. He kills more yeah. powerful vampires than him. Um, he's relatively lawful good as well, I would argue. Like, he's, hmm. you know, certainly compared to everybody else on the fucking list. Like, he's not, he doesn't run around just slaughtering people for fun. No. Um, now, Having said all of this, the, the obvious th- I know this is supposed to be a fight, but the obvious thing here to me with Lestat and Spike and Drew is that Lestat is so full of himself and so full of his outside appearance and actually, like in a different way, so Spike. And Drew is just constantly horny, like constantly. Like I, I just see like, you know, all of this blood flying around everywhere as well. The three of them just just getting their rocks off. Like I, <laughs> this, this sounds like 
some horrendous wish fulfillment, but I just see like a vampire <laughs> thruple forming here. It's almost like Angel's not in this fight, so like, you can't throw him in the middle of it. But Lestat's a pretty good fucking stand-in. They're very similar characters, actually. Yeah. And you can almost see the three of them just being like, ah, oh, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, just turning around and driving away. Well, not even driving away, just getting off in the middle of it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's going to end badly because sooner or later Spike's going to get jealous. But, yeah. you know, I could just almost see the three of them just, just going for it. But... Okay, no, I think you're right. It comes down to Blade and Dracula next. Um, now, this is where it gets interesting, because I think Drac's got an answer for most of what Blade's offering. Um, yeah. Silver's going to harm them both. Yeah. So he's got to be very careful with that sword. Stake through the heart is going to harm Dracula, but not Blade. But, like, you, you don't... Ju- I don't care how good a fighter you are. You just, you don't just rock up to Dracula in any incarnation no, and I mean, stake him. I mean, as we were talking about, the way I kind of saw this this particular bit going is that if you've got blade and drag squaring off the stat let's say the stat's going to be he's going to want to be the, he's going to the kudos for saving dracula's life he's going to say right i, I won that one he's going to go and try and get in the middle of it mm. distract blade and then drag takes blade from behind in a non-dirty way in a non-dirty way um i was thinking more of a death way than a fucking coin the kind of way but yeah yes whatever I works mean- he definitely could do that. I mean, I, even if you look at the fight between them as it's going on, you know, Blade can be swinging that sword around. Dracula just turns into mist. Yeah, he just like, you know, evaporates in front of him and appears behind him. And appears behind him. Yeah, like, I, I don't think Blade would be susceptible to Thrall. Um, no. no, I don't think so. But, I, but you know, equally, if, if Drac turns to mist and appears behind him, like, he's, he can get his hands on his neck and just snap, snap his neck. It. But then Blade's a good fighter. He's probably too switched on for that. Um but then, then again, there's there's been switched on, but then there's having the reflexes to follow it up because I mean, even you know, even as good a fighter as he is, even even as uh, skilled a martial artist as he is, he's even as quick as he might be. Somebody evaporating and then appearing behind you, there's no, you've still got you've still got a turn in the time it takes them to just appear. You have, you have. I so think I mean, that, there's yeah. there's a definite advantage to Dracula there. I, but I guess the key there is whether he's knowledgeable enough then. Um, as a as a vampire slayer, if you yeah. like, as a, as a and, and whether he's got enough martial skill about him to to anticipate that from Dracula, yeah. to know that he turns to smoke and to have an answer for that. Yeah. Now um, I've I've always thought this right, and this is slightly off topic, but slightly related. In all the all the all the films you've had where you've had Dracula or a Dracula incarnation, whereby you know, they they disappear in a puff of smoke and then they appear behind you and all the rest of it. People kind of got wise to that. They 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 parody it in the Buffy episode where. No, he, he sort of appears behind her. And she just sort of stakes the, the the cloud of smoke. Yeah. If you if you know going into that, that's what people expect you to do: disappear in a cloud of smoke and then reappear where you were, because they're immediately going to turn around and see around. you behind them. Yeah. At which point you're already in position, and they've t- they're they're moving away from you. Yeah. Which is then a prime opportunity to just. I mean that that's smart. I don't think we can say that Dracula would do that because he never does. Um, no, but I mean that's what I would do. But that is smart, isn't it? Um. See, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like Blade's probably too skilled to just get caught out in a simple poof and behind him. I think that's. I, I, I think I, I think it's because there's a third party involved somewhere. And, and Some, I think something's going to distract him. I mean, I, I don't think. I, I, th- I think in 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 hand to hand, Blade's going to be Dracula, but Dracula's got the smart got the smarts on him. Yes, so I definitely. think they kind of balance each other out. And I think there's going to be a third party and an unknown intervention, whatever. No, some sort of distraction that's going to tip it one way or the other. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, you can literally go with any of, of Lestat, Spike, or Drew that could get involved in this. Um, just for the sheer balls of it, This and, and because 
this is going on now. You you could see Spike going in here and just being like, all right, well, yeah. we can, fuck, we can claim now. this one here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, fuck, of this. We, it, yeah. we can claim this here. Um, yeah. But then I also think he'd be greedy for the kill would be the problem there as well. Like, you could try and distract him to, for Dracula to take him out. But I think ultimately yeah. Spike would want the kill. Um, yeah. But it but it would also literally be just wandering up to him and, like, tapping him on the shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> just being like, oi, like, you know, what what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Um, you know, but again, all he's got to do is distract him. If he turns around, Drac can get him from behind anyway. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, how, however you slice it, when you look at the fact you've got Dracula, Lestat and Spike and Drew, who Blade's going to want to take all of them out. Yeah. Like they all of those together are just too powerful for Blade. Yeah. He's going to get overwhelmed. I, I think Dracula can take him on his own. Yeah. Um, I certainly think Spike and Drew can take him, bearing in mind to say they, they've killed between them three Slayers yeah. um, who are more powerful than blade i yeah. i would i would say like you could yeah. put any any slayer against blade it would just come down to the training there um so yeah i think dracula can take blade quite easily um i think whether it's snapping the neck or you know i i mean this is the interesting thing isn't it they can't use sunlight on him anyway but none of them can use sunlight against each other they can't use silver because they can't hold it um i mean if somebody gets hold of blade sword then they're on they're onto a winner yeah, I mean, you know. silver wasn't a thing in Buffy, though, was it? That wasn't a thing. Silver's with not a thing for Spike and Drew. No, absolutely not. They're safe from silver. I can't remember with the stat. I don't think it is for for them either. I don't think it's mentioned. I don't think. So. No. I, I don't remember silver coming up. And I'm almost certain silver only weakens Dracula. Doesn't yeah. kill him. Well, I think so. that's that's the thing. Most things only weaken Dracula. Um, yeah. It's as I say, it's the the various iterations have changed things slightly. But yeah, certainly silver weakens him. Water weakens him. It's it's sunlight and stakes through the heart that kills him. Yes, exactly. The rest of it just kind of you know, fucks him up a little bit. It's kind of like kryptonite. Yes, yes, exactly. So, I think I think Blade goes here. Um, yeah. I, I, he's got he's he can't go toe to toe with with the level of vampire we've got here. That's the problem. He's got no answer for Dracula turning to smoke, or just for the sheer brute strength of spike or lestat for that matter if you really yeah. want to throw down or for just the, the sheer butt fuck insanity of a drusilla like he wouldn't yeah. even know what where to start no <laughs> you know um so yeah I, I think blade goes there now in the meantime we've got count von count over there and colin robinson and you can almost see them as like dinner party guests they're playing cards I would, but Colin would be getting off on that then, wouldn't he? Yeah. Like, oh, so you like counting things. Tell me about what system you use. Why do you yeah. count in this specific system? And have you ever thought about maybe using this system? And did you know where these cards originated from? And poor old count is just going to be like, that's how there's a, there's a million and one ways to yeah. take count down. But that's actually how I see him going. Like Colin's just going to suck him dry. Because let's be fair, the count's got a lot of energy as well. He's very excited when he's yeah. counted and stuff. So there's a lot for Colin to drink up there. Yeah. Um, so you, you can just see him there just having a lovely grand old chat with the count. Well, and, that, and that's the thing. And it's, it's one of those as well, because like, everybody else is fighting. There's physical stuff going on. There's altercations going on. He's not going to be. He's not even going to see it coming. He's no. just going to be sitting there going, "Oh, I'll have, a, I'll have a chat with this fella. He seems nice. He seems out of place as well." It doesn't. Uh, he doesn't know. I, I'm not interested in killing these things, and neither is he. Sitting, so, you know, we'll, we'll sit here and have a cup, have a nice cup of tea and a chat. And, and yeah, in the meantime, he's yeah, he's just him draining him. Yeah, he's going to drink him dry, which is going to increase his strength. So I think we can say that Colin takes out the count. Yeah. So and we've now got how tiny you got to kill. Let's be fair. Yeah. Um. So now we've got Dracula, Colin Robinson, Lestat, and Spike and Drew. Um. I could see Lestat and Spike having a fallout. Oh yeah, away. completely. I mean, again, you you look at Lestat and you know the 
there there are a lot of similarities to um to, to John Jellison and the whole the way he so he, he deals with people, especially women. Yeah. That, you know, he's going to be all flirty. You know, no, he's he's going to be thinking right. I'm fucking in here. Yeah, and and he is he is uh, commonly recognised being bisexual as well. So I think he would try and get into the like into he'd the try and get a throuple situation going on here, um, which like isn't gonna he doesn't play nice with others. No, Drew but would be all over. It, but then Drew that would just Drew piss would off even more. Yeah, and that would be feeding Colin as well because all the the extra drama, all of and all the, the sexual rest of it. energy and stuff. But yeah, yeah. I think the the, the thing we you'd find with Spike, and you, you do see it a few times, is that he kind of he let it go to a point because he need you no. Know, Again, it's that sort of strategic side to him where he's thinking, right, where's this going to go? What can I, how can I play this to my advantage? So he's going to let him get in there and say, look, okay, yeah, fucking have a chat, go, you know, and you know, get, let, let us get to that point where he's comfortable. Yeah, he's going to get his guard down. And yeah, then just... and then it's, it's, again, it's just, you know, however, you know, whether, it's, whether it's ripping a head off or whether it's you know, stabbing him through the heart or where it's going to be, he's never going to see it coming. No, and I, I, don't think, I, I don't think Spike, certainly in this iteration, is above stabbing him in the back. Oh, Spike will do anything for the win. That, and, and that's the that's the key here. Is and, and that's why I said I, I think despite putting my bias aside, if I was to look at these coldly, knowing what I know about every character, the big difference that Spike and Drew have over everybody, but Spike specifically, Drew's got a big advantage over everybody as well, just because she's fucking batshit crazy. You don't know what she's going to do. And she's actually super powerful as well. Let's not forget, like when she regenerates to full power, like she's lifting fucking crossbeams herself. Yeah. Like she's putting people in a thrall. She's just slitting throats open with her fingernails. Yeah. Like she is uh, which super is fucking powerful. Awesome, by the way. Yeah, super powerful in and of herself. Um, but it, it, despite the fact that actually he will say that he's not the sharpest tool in the box and has done several times, Spike is a scheming motherfucker. Oh, there yeah. is always an end game. Like he doesn't just, despite the fact that, you know, he would have you think that he's all brute force and swagger. Like he always knows what he's getting himself into. He always has a plan. He doesn't just rush in. You know, even when you look, we talked about the Angelus of it all as well. Yeah, you look at that situation where he he just plays along for the majority of the season, sits in his wheelchair, plays yeah. nice as if nothing's wrong until he sees his opportunity. He goes straight to the Slayer and forms an alliance and just like, right, here he is. This is how you kill him. I'm not interested. Leave me alone. I'm just going to take Drew and fuck off. Yeah. Game over. And and he, he just gets what he wants. He will strategically put every... And that's the difference between him... And just about every other villain in that show. And that's yeah. why he survived long enough to eventually take a face turn. Is because, you know, when, when you're writing a character like that, it's very difficult to make him do something dumb. Because yeah. he is not, he's too fucking smart. Um, and, and so, even, yeah. Even even when, I mean, certainly in, in the early um, in the early um, outings of, with, with Spike and Drew, um, even like the first, the first episode he's in where um, at the end that he kills the uh, the United one. It's like, well, okay, even when he acts in anger, even when he lashes out, mm. it's still not a dumb move. It's no, still, actually no, not. It's, That's it's still his power not, play. Yeah, it's like, right, okay, well, yeah, that didn't go right and I'm fucked off, but actually I can do something different. I'm not going to just go back, no, go back to the well and do it again. I'm, I've lost and I'm pissed about it, but I'm going to do something about it. Yeah. And that that was, for me, that was one of the, part of the beauty of the character is that he... That, um, and this isn't a Buffy podcast. We could be all, all day on this, but that was the thing with the master. The master never learned. The master never evolved. No, he's he's he and, is Dracula essentially in this yeah. equation. And whereas, whereas Spike from that very first episode, he was learning. He was constantly thinking. He was constantly growing. He was constantly evolving. So by the time you got to the uh, so midway through that season with the you know, Jazz football, yeah, okay, fine. I'll 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 play I'll, I'll play my hand. So I'll, I'll go and form an alliance with I'll leave with Drew. Mm-hmm. And then when I come back, there'll be a reason, and I'll I will grow from that. And there was always something, even 
even when they turned him into a bit of a I don't want to say a laughing stop, but he he was the com- he was Xander's foil for most of season four. Yes, yeah, um, living in and, basement and yeah, yeah. Even then, there was always something more about him, which he never, he only never scratched the surface. You never really got it, and he would then go away and come back and go away and come back and go away and come back. And every time he came back, slightly different, not necessarily stronger, but certainly sharper. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned season four. Like you say, this isn't a Buffy podcast, but it's relevant to what we're talking about here. You know, when it's People write off season four quite a lot. It is unquestionably the worst season, in my opinion. But there is certainly the early part of season four as well, before we get into the chip of it all. Um, Spike's character, when he returns, has done exactly that. Yes, he's gone away. Like Drew left him during season three and he came back in Lover's Walk and he was a drunk and everything uh, and an angry drunk at that. And surprisingly, but then when he comes back, yes, he's recentered himself and he's he's putting up with Harmony because he needs her because he yes. needs to get in, get back in with the click and get in the college campus. He needs to find the ring because uh, he needs the, the gem out of the ring and yeah. things like that. So, again, he's come back. He's come back smarter and he's come back stronger. Yes. Um, and, and yet that very much carries through. So, yeah. And actually, while we're on that, show, I was thinking about this this morning. There's one takeaway I have from that series, which is more important for me personally than anything else in the entire show, which yeah. is how to eat Weetabix. <laughs> because I'd, ne- I'd never ever thought before. Normally, no, you chuck, you chuck it in a bowl, you put the milk on it and you eat it. I'd never yeah. thought of crushing it up before. But actually, it does work because you get the, the, the milk and they get the texture in the milk and it tastes better. And every now and again, I'll have Weetabix <laughs> and you'll always think of that episode. Such a random line to pull out as well. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's weird. But every every time I every time I have weed, I say, "Oh fuck yeah, that's why I do that." Fair play. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, complete sidebar there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I think you're right. I think I think you know to start with, there'd be an early alliance formed with Lestat and Spike and Drew because yeah. I think that there are some similarities there in their personas at least. Um. But I think that falls apart very very quickly. Yeah. Um. And I but, think. But, but again, I think I think it's. It's very much of for for Spike. It's one of convenience because it, it it means he can position himself and he knows where he is and he knows what's going on. Whereas for Lestat, it's going to be you know far more egocentric. Yes, and and I think you know to, to circle back around to to the two of them getting involved in the blade fight as well with Drusilla, she's going to be a little bit like Colin Robinson as well. She's going to be very excited by all of this initially because yeah. there's there's guys fighting everywhere and there's loads of blood and like there's just can't. It's like it's going to excite her. She's going to be happy. Yeah. She's going to be over there clapping and hooting and hollering like she's going to love this. So, yes, yeah, like Spike's switches are going to be flicked pretty fucking quickly here and he's yeah. going to turn pretty quickly. Um, and look, toe to toe Lestaz, he just has no fucking chance. Spike's a better yeah. fighter. He's more vicious. He's got mm. like he's not. Yes, he's a poser, but not to the same level that Lestat and David are. Like he well, gets shit done when he needs to get. Well, shit well that said, that he 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 was a lot. There was a lot of him that was about his image, and again, they played on that so many times about the whole Billy Idol thing, all, all that sort of stuff. But when it came to it, he could get down and dirty. He could scrap. He could fight. He could, you know he could win. Whereas Lestat kind of what he blew his top quite a lot. He got angry, but he never did anything with it. It's, he's he's stereotypically vain and egotistical, isn't he? Like, yeah, he, if things aren't going my way, I'm going to shout and scream and get until I get my he's own a way. Brat. They they refer to him as a brat a lot in the in the books as well. Right. I mean, he's he's like the the brat prince or something, if I remember rightly. They call him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he is a brat, and like Spike and Drew are going to suffer that for so long. Drew's going to play into it a little bit because she's a brat as well. Ultimately, let's be honest. Yeah. And yeah, and, and let's be fair. Whatever's going to piss people off, or whatever's going to rile Spike up the most and piss everybody else off, that's what she's going to encourage. Yes, absolutely. No, those are behaviours she's going to look to elicit from him. 
yeah um so yeah i, I think yeah she is going to lean into that just for entertainment's sake like if she could see like the more spikes getting wound up with the stat the more she's going to lean into it as well and be like oh go and yeah. kill another one i want to see you kill dracula um yeah. So yes, Spice is going to turn him, and he, like, I, th- I think he would take him out in in a heartbeat. And if he didn't, again, it's that thing of Drew's just going to be behind him, and as soon as he turns around, the nail's just going to go across the neck. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, he's. I don't think he could. I don't think he's got anything unless, unless we take him in his ultimate power, um, when he could maybe last until dawn, possibly, and survive the day that way. But this, I don't think he's got any chance of that. And I, I can't remember. I'm almost certain he can command fire, but I wouldn't swear by it. I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I'm not that familiar. But then again, even like you set Spike on fire, he's just going to jump on you. Like he's not. Yeah. He's not going to run away screaming in a ball of flame. He's going to jump on you and set you on fire as well, and then probably put himself out. I was going to say, as I say, he does stop, drop, and roll quite a lot. Yeah. If, well, yeah, he does. So that's, I, that's, I, kind, that's kind of his signature move at one point. That's kind of his thing. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think I think they take Lestat. Yeah. So we got Colin, Dracula, and Spike and Drew. Yeah. Um, who's making the first move here is the thing. Now, now Spike is going to want to take Dracula for the for the guts and the glory of it all. Yeah. Like he's the he's the big bad wolf. Like he's yeah. Gonna I was going to say he he is, but I think. At this point, Drew's Drew is probably going to notice that Colin is sat there doing fuck all. I, well, he's going to be very entertaining to her as well, isn't he? That's yeah. The thing. Um, because yeah, she's she's going to see this quite sad, bored-looking man in the corner. Yeah. Uh, I want yeah. to go play with him. Yes, it's exactly that. I want to go and play with the man in the corner. Now that that's going to be interesting as well, isn't it? Because I I don't think I think she's so fucking crazy that she would be completely immune. To, to his just like I'm going to bore you to tears and suck all of that energy out of you and leave you grey because mm. she just like how could you how could you have like he needs a lengthy conversation with somebody about like you know how hard a number two pencil is or something like that yeah. it is impossible to have that conversation with Drusilla it's absolutely yeah. impossible I mean for, for me she's kind of the um the, the forerunner to Doug from up yeah, she she is exactly that because you'll start talking about pencils and she'd be like, "Oh, squirrel," yeah. and she's gone. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and which I why, think is going to make he's going to work that much harder to try and engage her, which is going to, I mean, presumably, it's going to frustrate him, isn't it? It's going to frustrate him. But if if he relies on drawing energy out of people, if she's if she's not giving him anything, presumably that means he's going to burn the energy he's already got. I don't know. Actually, so I, I, I I don't but know the mechanics of guess, it, but I mean, surely yeah. you'd think well. If if he's not gathering energy, then he's expending energy. Yeah, there's a basic yeah yeah, if, yeah if thermodynamics. Of, yeah, if you think of the body as a machine, um, yeah. you know, whereas we would use carbohydrates and and things like that, then they they're using he's using energy. Booze. Um, yeah, so so yeah, I, I I think that would work. And yes, you could see that she would be. I mean, she's shown to be exhausted. She exhausts Spike. The relationship yeah. is hard work. Yeah. And and she would be, you know, while he's there trying to have a sensible conversation and she's going to be telling him all the stars are singing to her tonight. And yeah. actually, it, you know, Miss Edith's missing tea time. So we need to hurry up here. You know, and he's just going to be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Um, yeah. What where have I, What am I doing now? What? And yeah, he's, he's just not going to get it. And I mean, I think I mean, they when just when they re, um, they brought Drew back for Angel. Mm-hmm. That's kind that's kind of what they lent into is the fact that she wasn't she wasn't fierce anymore. She was just fucking crazy. And actually, that made her far more dangerous because nobody could predict what she was doing. Nobody could engage with her, even even Darla, who was supposed to be working with her. Yeah, it was just like, oh, right, it's you again, great, fuck. And that's 
I mean, that's the thing with with Drusilla as well. Like, obviously, she's, she's a character certainly amongst the fan base as well that everybody loves dearly. Um, but I think she's often written off because, like, for the for the early part of of her time in the show, of her tenure in the show, she was second fiddle to, hmm. to the whole Spike and Angelus thing, and she was the like she got to steal every scene she was in, but she wasn't yeah. seen to be doing much. But and I think the thing is because she was because she was weakened as well, and she was physically dependent. Apparently. Exactly. Yeah. Um, no, that kind of made it. As if people wrote her off because a the character was nuts, so you never know. You never thought she was a serious threat. Whereas Spike was all about the plans and all about the brutality and all the rest of it. She was just kind of a figure of fun, and it was you could see it coming. You could see it being set up in as much as okay, well, yeah, she's nuts. So if she's nuts and at full strength, she's going to be really fucking difficult to deal with. She, she's fucking lethal. Like once once she hits full strength, she is a serious threat, and that's yeah. something that people forget. Yes. Um, you know, like she's going to be over there chatting away to Colin sooner or later, like she's going to get bored of him yeah. because he's not going to entertain her either. Cause he's talking about absolute just garbage. Yeah. He's been on fucking spreadsheets and chartered accounting and shit like that. Which, which she's got, which she wouldn't even understand the, the basic concept. Yeah, like her mind just doesn't work that way. She, yeah. There's no way she could follow a logical train of thought like that. Yeah. And and like when she's, when she's bored and she says she's going to kill him, like he's, he's gone effortlessly like she'll just take she'll take him out immediately he, he won't yeah. even know what's hit him um and i don't think she even needs to thrall him she's she'll just again nail across the throat he's gone but this this was the thing is that when like when we're introduced to drew like no she's she's weakened because of the lynch mob wherever it was i want to say hungry but i might be wrong um but um she knows so she's incredibly weakened but when you see her back at even remotely full strength even you know, even when there are you no, know, she's been there are the episodes where she's you no, know, she's been beaten and she's that you no, know, she's not at full strength, not at full speed. She's still fucking quick and she's still crazy. So realistically, she's still going to be you no. Know, even she, she doesn't need to throw him. She could just very quickly snap his neck without before he even realised she did up out of a chair. Yeah, and and you know that that's a move we've seen her do as well with very little effort. She literally does it with the flats of her hands when she does it. She can just yeah. pop a neck, no problem yeah. at all. Um. So yeah, she could do that. She could literally pick him up. He, he's not big. She can pick him up with one hand and throw him out a window. She could like there are a myriad of ways that, that she could kill him. Yeah. Um, there are presumably all sorts of fucking weapons lying over the ground. But well, actually, nobody's pulled a stake yet, have they? Like no. the sword is lying around, but nobody's pulled a stake. But I think, I mean, she can snap his neck. He's squishy at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, he, I he mean, is it's, it's that it's that kind of. I don't know, is that kind of uh, an insult, though? You know, you, as a vampire, killing another vampire with a stake, that's kind of kicking you in the balls, isn't that? So it's kicking a man when he's I, down. It kind of is. It kind of is, yeah. I mean, and it, it's, poor, it's, poor, it's poor fight etiquette. That's what I'm trying to get to. I, I, yeah, and I think that's too it's too logical for Drew to do as well. It's like, oh, yeah. you know, it, right. like the logical thing to do if, if you like the threat and there was a gun on hand would be to, to shoot somebody. But her mind, again, doesn't work like that. It would be more about, oh, I'll club him to death with this. Yeah, it's be... heavy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's just how her mind works. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't see a pull of the stake anyway. I, I think it is just, it's going to be nail across the throat or, or just cut the, well, nail across the throat is not going to kill him. Kill so, him, yeah, yeah, it's going to have to be snap the neck, I think. Um, yeah. Or just grind him to a pulp, possibly, yeah. <laughs> because she can do that as well. Um, so poor oh, old God. Colin is gone. Um, now I didn't know whether Colin might see the end actually because I, I thought I, yeah I thought he might just because of the skill set and that's kind of why I put him in as well um, but just the way we've talked this through and the way it's gone like yeah it, it again we put these characters in for a very specific reason and yeah once the touch paper's lit everybody is just flying into each other aren't they yeah um, 
And I now, think that's fine. kind of what we get with with these ones where we, when we do the sort of the big group ones anyway. Yeah. Is that we, they very rarely go the way we expect them to. No, I mean, well, I, I did see it coming down to, I, I saw it coming down to three people. It was either going to be Spike and Drew and Dracula or Spike and Drew and Blade, but we, we actually managed to get Blade out of the way very quickly. Um, now, yeah, I mean, presumably, well, Spike's going to be gone for Dracula on his own while Drew's sorting out Colin Robinson anyway to start with. Mm. Um, so the two of them toe-to-toe, again, Dracula's got all the moves here, whereas Spike can't turn to mist, he can't turn into a bat, he can't yeah. thrall, he can't do any of that. Um, but he's a stronger fighter, though. Much, much, much so stronger. I, th- I think a lot of it comes down to how much of Dracula's moveset he can keep up with how much no how how aware of it he is because i mean and again talking about it in, in in universe when dracula showed up in season five it was oh that fucking poser well and, and, didn't you win, didn't you win money or something like that it was something yeah you know, it was like this, this is, he's this non-threatening fucking dude i know this is exactly the key and, he, and here's the difference and that's that for me is why i like i wasn't joking at the start i was when i said like this is just going to be how is spike going to kill everybody else because more than any of these, and they're all vampires, don't get me wrong, but more than any of these, like, he's the one with the real, David aside, but he just can't fight. Spike's the one with the real fucking killer instinct, with the mm. real, like, he's he's not going to be concerned about swanning around like Dracula. He is, as you say, he says it in the show when Dracula shows up, but you would just see him as a great big puff. He'd just yeah. be like, right, I, I am taking you out immediately, just, just for dressing like that, you fanny. You know, like, and... Yeah. I think again, yeah. There's there's the smoke thing. That's that's difficult to get past. Um, I think I think Spike is quick enough and smart enough to realise that yeah, poof and poof behind him and stuff like that. Plus he's seen it going on already with Blade. Um, yeah. And I also think what it's actually going to do is just the more Dracula does that, the more annoyed Spike is going to get, yeah. and the more annoyed Spike gets, the more Drac's going to hurt. <laughs> yeah, I think thing. the. the... The potential issue there is that the more he can frustrate him, the more Spike's going to start losing his focus. The more sloppy he's going to get. Yeah, he's going to get sloppy, and I think that that's possibly Dracula's best weapon is all the smoke and mirrors, all the all these sort of the uh, the evaporating around the place and all that sort of stuff. But even then, even if he's going to do that to a point where Spike gets so fucked off, at this point, Drusilla's just going to be there. No, she she's just hanging around as well. Well, yeah, she's once she's dealt with Colin, she's going to dive in. But even like just with the two of them fighting. Again, we've got to come down to, like we, we mentioned, like Drew can like, yeah, snap the neck and stuff like that. And Colin yeah. wouldn't see it coming. Um, and we talked about Spike doing the same with Lestat. The key here is that even with all his moves, even with all the smoke and mirrors, Dracula's still got to kill Spike, which means he's either got to stake him yeah, or he's got to take his head off. Now, I'm, I mean, Dracula, obviously, Prince of Darkness and stuff like that. But I, I'd argue Spike's probably the stronger of the yeah. two, right? Because vampires in Buffy are just preternaturally strong anyway. So Spike's yeah. got that. All right, so there's no reason why Dracula should be any stronger than than Spike, right? As, yeah. as a as a species, then. Yeah. All right, so then it comes down to the physicality of them both. Well, no, I mean, if, if you if you try if you try and work your way through the powers, I mean, n- knowing he's not going to physically outmatch him, Dracula's then Dracula's then go to is going to be right. I'm going to I'm going to thrall him. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to subdue him into submission to a point where he's calm when I can rip his head off. Yes. But again, I don't think I mean because that was always set up that they had to be particularly weak-minded or they had to be particularly um, vulnerable anyway which spike isn't no so you, absolutely so you, not. you don't have that opportunity there either if you're no. dracula your best chance is going to be to is going to be to target drew because this again you're, then going, going with it. you're yeah. then going to rile him up you're going to get he's going to get sloppy he's going to lose his focus and at that point 
Spike is vulnerable. However, at that point, you just pissed Drew off as well. And this this is the key, isn't it? Like ultimately, I know we say this is um, this is a fight to the death, and it, but that's why they're, they're in already us. dead. Yeah, well, yeah, okay, fair enough. This this is a well, they're dying after death here, aren't they? We're taking them out again. But this is why, and um, when we put the list together, we discussed this as well. This is why Spike and Drew are in as a pair, uh, because I think it is they are a tag team, they are a pair. It is impossible. Yeah. As, have... as, you, as you said at the start, when they're at the peak of their powers, they are together. Yes, I, and it's they like, are. It's the, it's the you know, just before they turn up in Sunnydale. Yeah, it's it's that's, yeah, they're causing fucking chaos on a global scale everywhere they go. It's pitchforks and torches. Yes, exactly. Um, so yeah, I think like Dracula's going to do a good job of of like going toe to toe with Spike, perhaps, and holding him off by vanishing into smoke and just frustrating Spike and stuff like that. But the second Drew wanders into this as well, you've got the situation where yeah, Drac's going to want to go for her because she's easier, um, and yet yeah, he could potentially use that to garner some power over Spike because he is quite scheming. It would be the move to like maybe try and you know damsel in distress her and hold her hostage. But again, he's making the mistake of grossly underestimating her there. And also, she yeah. is just going to see Spike in the middle of the fight with this other vampire and just wander over and be like, okay, what's going on? Can I play? Can we yeah. have fun? Yeah. <laughs> and and if she wanders in with it as well, like, and again, Drac can't thrall her. She's able to thrall people herself. So again, yeah. it's like... And also, and, I don't think her mind is strong enough to be And thrall. again, this is this is exactly it. It's, it's not in so bits. weak mind as the fact she's fucking batshit crazy, yeah. which we keep coming back to, no pun intended. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the one thing I always wonder uh, with with Dracula, I've I've wondered this for for many years, and I've, I've never I've never really sort of gone into it. When he when he evaporates into a cloud of smoke, mm-hmm. why does nobody put the fucking extractor fan on? Well, this is a thing in it. Or why does, him nobody, off the why does nobody have like a bottle? <laughs> you could just bottle him. Like yeah, if you get a fucking dice stuff. note and drag him through. But again, it comes down to like as as we as we've said, you know, he, he, like we know that he does this, so. Like people should like turn around and be like, oh yeah, he's going to be behind me, you know. But that it's that constant thing, isn't it? Of like people in a Dracula movie don't know who Dracula is, you know. People in a vampire movie seem to. We've got better of at that as the years have gone on and things have become more postmodern. Like people in vampire movies now understand what vampires are, and in zombie movies they understand what zombies are. But you know, certainly for the for the first sort of twenty, thirty years that we were getting these films. It, people, the trope was that people just didn't know this was yeah. the first time they seen it. Yeah, it was, it was the thing under the bed, wasn't it? It was the thing yeah. that you know you nobody took seriously. And if we look, when we looked at um, Dracula Untold a couple of weeks ago on Mario, that was the thing. They knew what vampires were, sort of, yeah. maybe, um, but nobody had ever seen one, so they didn't. They they'd heard of them, but they didn't think they were real. They didn't believe in them. Yeah. So they kind of knew some of the lore and some of the mythos, but not enough to be able to deal with it. And yeah, yeah as, as you say, as we moved on, certainly. Certainly through the eighties and into no, and so from from the mid eighties on onto the present day, vamp no, tropes in vampire fiction have changed because they rely on the fact that everybody knows what a vampire is now. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a. I've got to be careful what I say here. Um, <laughs> there is a there is a vampire missing from this list that I very much wanted to include, um, but I haven't just because that person is in a relatively recent piece of media that I think some listeners may not have, have actually seen yet. Um, but that specific piece of media completely just washes over that trope entirely and forgets that anything was postmodern at all. And in its world, nobody seems to to know or suspect even what a vampire is. Now that plays into the narrative of this thing. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that 
fucking hell, why are we having this conversation on who wins? This is more for SMPD or Mario. I think this is getting quite <laughs> this is getting quite in depth all of a sudden. Um, but it, but it's interesting actually that trope seems to be coming full circle now, and I think that might partly be because of the type of things that we're talking about, because that now opens you up as a <laughs> as a viewer to go why like we live in a world now where there are extractor fans. Turn it on. Yeah, you know, like go to Asda yeah, and buy some garlic. Up. Like you know, all of these things. So so you have to kind of reinvent these tropes but yeah you know you're, you're absolutely right people should know that yeah he's going to explode into a puff of smoke um and again in, in this world where everybody's existing like spike would know this yeah. drew might not because crazy well, yeah um for but me, yeah for, as, for me it's, it's established spike does know that spike does know what spike does know spike yeah, knows he him. does know dracula yeah yeah so yeah. that's that's kind of you know as you said that's the thing that it's very difficult to get around because it's already been established in 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 the source media yeah, and I, and I think it's it's also that like Spike is is the final form of what Lestat would like to be. You know, mm. Spike is the rock star vampire. He just doesn't happen to be up there performing on stage. Yeah. But he's the one where wherever you go in the world, he knows somebody and somebody knows him. Like yeah. he's relatively young as vampires yeah. go. He's, he's relatively young, even in in the mythos of his own show. Mm. Um, but even in the just over a hundred years, by the time we get to the end that he's been around. Like everybody knows who he is. He's got himself a nickname. He's completely reinvented who he is as a character as well. And that's yeah. all through his careful manipulation of image and how he moves in circles. And like he is this larger than life yeah. force. He is a fucking force of nature. Um, and so which ultimately is what a vampire should be. That's yeah. the thing. That's that's why, you know, I want, when I said right back to start the show, my favorite character in anything ever, it's, it's because of that, because I love vampires and because... I like that kind of otherworldly sense to them. And I, I think it's no way more apparent than like Spike is that personified. He is just this fucking force of nature that does what he wants when he wants. Yeah. And everything ultimate, even when he gets his face turned at the end. Yeah. Like that all is presented to us through the lens of, well, now this is all because he wants Buffy. Ultimately, now that relationship, depending on, you know, some people love it. Some people hate it. It can be seen as toxic. Definitely. Yeah, but that again is just all to suit what Spike wants. He's not spoilers for a very old show now, and I can't believe I'm saying that. He's not sacrificing <laughs> himself for the good of the world, and he's not no. sacrificing himself because he's got a soul back. No, it's for the girl. Yes, because that's what he wants. <laughs> so he's very, very good at just presenting, at just being yeah. that kind of I'm going for this and presenting everything he needs to to get that. And so here, what he needs is to just cut through Dracula's bullshit immediately. Um, and so, yeah, if he can't do that and Drax smoking everywhere and just exploding, it, like, because he's not coming into this fight prepared is the thing, is he? Um, nobody's rocking up with a, a bag full of steaks and some bottles and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so it's going to have to be kind of, it's going to have to be mental warfare, really, isn't it? Because yeah. you can't you can't punch mist. So well, you can, but don't do fuck all. No, exactly. So, yeah, it, it is. Oh, gonna... Say that if you do. If you if you punch a, if you punch that no that cloud of mist, presumably some some of the the moisture is going to stay on your hand. Is he is Dracula then going to not be able to reform or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, is he going to properly reform with bits of it still? No. Oh, is he going to come back? His nuts are on Spike's feet. On Spike's knuckles. Yeah. So like, if you punch him enough, then like yeah, all of a sudden you turn him into a eunuch. Like, <laughs> I I don't know. Um, well, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. I don't think it's ever been established. There's also, I mean, Spike's got the long leather duster there. If he gets that off, he's got a fan. Like, he can open a window yeah. and just... <laughs> just start spinning really fucking fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just get so much of him out the window. 
close yeah. it, and then he's going to like reform in two halves, isn't he? Now, again, yeah. if, if his head is still attached to one half of his body, then that half's still going to be alive. But if his legs are out the window, then he's just he's just like he turn into like half a bat or something. <laughs> Like a bat with one wing, just flies yes. in circles. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I mean, maybe this, this generally know. happens when we get past the hour mark in the, in the shows. <laughs> we get a bit fucking nuts. <laughs> I mean, in, in that case, he's dead. He's in takeout, isn't he? Because you just fucking swap the bat out of the air and yeah. You know, or if he's a torso on the ground, then you could at that point you could literally go over and just, just set him on fire him. or stake him yeah, or whatever. Or cut his head off with blade sword if you want, or you know, whatever you want to do, really. I mean I yeah. tend to think they'd probably have fun with him first. They'd torture him certainly. Oh yeah, they'd you know just touch no just touch the point of the sword against his cheek, just watch I mean, it start that, fucking smoking and that's definitely in character actually, you know, if it <laughs> to to have to in, incapacitate him in that way. And just play and, with him. Just not even kill him. Just leave. Just leave him there and just yeah, just torture him because like he can be around for eternity. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they they've got to kill him eventually because yeah, this is a fight to the death. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Drew especially would have a whale of a time just having him. Oh yeah. Chained up there, just going in and playing. Um. But yeah, I, I think I'll be because there's two of them. Like and like yeah, Spike can literally do that if if that works. Does that work with the smoke? I don't know. I, I mean, I presumably the smoke reform. Even if you've shut the window, I, w- I would like to say, like presumably, you could, so like you could blow him out the window, but he could reform into a bat, couldn't he? And then just fly away. Yeah, but then if he does, he can't win either. No, he can't win. But then neither can Spike and Drew. But then you take a moral victory, don't you? You take a moral victory, or you relentlessly pursue him, which I think is probably what they would do. Yeah. Um, Personally, I take the moral victory and say, "Well, fuck it. I know he, he ran away. He's a coward. I won. He, he wouldn't have flown away if he wasn't beaten." Yeah, true. And Spike is smart enough to do that. He does turn tail and run when he's beaten. So yeah. he, he would be smart enough to go, ah, well, let him fuck off then. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's it. Maybe maybe this is the first time. Only problem then, I mean, given the fact that they're, they're immortal, technically, is at some point he's going he's gonna to come back, isn't he? He's going to regroup and come back. Oh yeah, sooner or later. The, the, that's the thing. This this fight might go on for another 200 years. Like, <laughs> Sooner or later, I go work tomorrow. <laughs> Sooner or later, they are going to have to face each other. Um, yeah. But for now, we could live to fight another day. But then, yeah, if he comes back, I mean, what? Okay, let's let's take it to that extent. Then they've got nothing but time. Um, but what's Drax move? Like, if he goes away and comes back, what what can he bring? Up, yeah, but what can he bring really? Like holy water, he risks burning himself. Yeah, he so comes back with minions, don't you? He could come back with an army. He could come back with an army. But then, yeah. so, then so could Drew and Spike. Exactly. They tend to be more sort of lone wolves. Um, yeah. Spike doesn't play well with others. No. Um, but again, part of the reason for that is because he can quite easily take out an army on his own. Like, it, mm. we, it, it, I know I said I want him to win, all right? And I know it sounds like I'm trying to make him like unbeatable here, but he, it, like, he literally is that strong of a fighter. And again, that's something I think that's, Particularly, so that was, so that was the thing in this came. fight. There were only two yeah. fighters in the in this fight anyway. It was only him and Blade anyway, and they never they never got to lock, to lock horns. No, and, and you know, I, I think particularly with with Spike because the character became so comedic towards the end of the run, um, and because he sort of almost deliberately became a sort of parody of, of his former self towards the end of the run. People forget mm. 
that like actually in those early seasons, like and even in the late seasons when he's fighting demons, but especially in those early seasons where he's fighting like other vampires and when he's when he's fighting yeah. Buffy especially, like the guy can fucking fight. Yeah. And he's like, got that 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 sadistic streak, you no, know, the whole you know, the railroad spike and stuff like that. And well, that, yeah, his that's name's not accidental. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you know that. You know, the the fact you've got all that, whereas with Dracula you don't have any of that. That the baggage you get with him, it's all about the charm and the thrall, and you know him and him being very mysterious and enigmatic, and you know, it drawing people to him that way. You no, know, we don't have any of that with Spike. Spike is very much a, you know, what you what you see is what you get. It's you no, know, it's, it's the Ron Seal approach. It's I'll put a fucking spike through your brain. Yeah. And, and, that's and, and, it and yeah. no as, as you said that did no, that did become i mean he became common you know witless foil in season four and then so they, they kind of built him back to a point where by the time you get to season six and seven i mean issues with the story aside and so this is in the buffy, buffy podcast but spike did no he he owned that side of the character as well yeah no from the from the point probably towards the end of the season where he tried to rape buffy and then all the way through to the end to uh, where you get to soul and you get no you get to the to, to, uh, to chosen all the way through that, that again, that character keeps on evolving, but there's yeah. still those tendencies there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that's something that this isn't a Buffy podcast. So we got to be careful how much time we spend on this, um, particularly since we know he's going to win by this point. I think. Um, <laughs> but that, that's one of the most interesting aspects of the character hmm. to me, besides the fact that, like, yeah, I, I just fucking love him. I, I think he's an incredible character. It, it's also the work that goes into that, and the work, particularly when you start to dive into the backstory and you start to see what William was and then how you trace that through yeah. to like, well, he was a poet, so he's got the soul of a poet. So, of course, even when he's soulless, he's still obsessed with things like love. Yeah, and, and concept still, of beauty and things like uh, that. Yeah, because that's that's part of who he is. And the way that then that twists and becomes sadistic as, as the demon take hold. And then the way that once he's in Soul again, how that starts to come back around and those aspects of the character start to come back to the forefront, but obviously all the bad stuff's still in him. And he, you know, he takes the opposite approach to Angelus and, and it's the true hero's approach as well, as we talked about, God knows how much on, on Game of Moans, of carrying all of his decisions on his shoulders. Like, he did all of that stuff. He doesn't sit around and mope about it. He's just yeah. like, that's who I was and that's partially still who I am. That's in yeah. me and I'm going to carry it with me. Um, and again that's how you grow um by making the hero's choice so yeah he is he's a fascinating character i think um but anyway fact, i mean in fact, there's a show, there's a show in itself just there you know, there there absolutely is uh we'll never get it now because james masters is too old and nobody else can ever play this character as far as i'm concerned um although they could probably do better accents but anyway um <laughs> it's not bad he's, he's, it's he's, not he's, bad he's, there, there are far worse there are far worse even in Buffy, so that's not oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. give him credit for it. Can't say Puff, can he? Really well, amazing. Americans can't. That's the problem, isn't it? That's and the problem. I think the, pro- the problem is they, and you generally find whenever it's used in any in, in any American show where they have British characters and they try to use the word Puff, or they they talk about fags as in cigarettes as opposed as opposed to it being a, a homophobic slur. American audiences shy away from it. They don't like it. They balk at it. So actors don't like doing it, and writers don't like including it. So when they do, it just sounds really unnatural because everyone's so uncomfortable doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's even worse when you just drag out those O's like he does. It's not a poof. It's a puff. Anyway, totally off topic here now. Um, <laughs> and we were so close to the end. We, we were. I, I think, yeah. I think, as you say, there's, there's definitely Spike and Dracula will go toe to toe for a very, very long time. I think just because Dracula will give him the run around, he's not going to give up. 
Like Spike's not going to give up. It, it might get to the point where if Dracula gives him the run run enough for years, he's just going to go, oh, look, just fuck off. Just, yeah. <laughs> just fuck this. Yeah. Um, but I think that would be a very long time coming. Yeah. Um, I, but I think as soon as Drew is finished with Colin Robinson and Shebond is over as well, like, it's, it's no chance. There's just no chance. As you say, it's either Drax's going to see her as weaker and go for her, which is a mistake yeah. and just serves to infuriate Spike even more. And if Spike doesn't kill him, then Drew easily yeah. will and probably would. Yeah. Um, or it's a case of, yeah, she just wanders over and kills him anyway and they, they yeah. double team him. But one way or the other, like, I, I kind of feel bad because I kind of feel like Dracula should win this, right? He should because well, he's Dracula. But, yeah, but I mean, you, you say that. I mean, the, the thing is, I say he's Dracula. He's 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 the top dog. He no, he's he's the head guy. He's the main one. You talk, you know, whenever you talk to, if I mean, my my first introduction to vampires was Dracula. It's everybody's right. That's um, that's, that's what that, we know. Especially that, when you're a kid, it's not a vampire. It's a Dracula, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's it. And you know, you look at um, some of the, some of the cartoons and stuff you get, and some of the kid shows you get now. I mean, Netflix is full of them. But there's one called Little Monsters, mm. um, and they are no, they're in in a daycare. And you've got a Frankenstein, which is not—it's not Frankenstein's monster. It's a, he's, he's Frankie. He's a Frankenstein, mm. and you've got Drac, who's a Dracula. Yeah, and, uh, and you've got all this sort of stuff. And so, yeah, I mean that—that's no, it. Everybody goes into it like, no, you say vampire, Dracula is the first thing you think of. Yeah, but actually, on the when when you get into it, Dracula is actually not that fucking great. He's really not. Um, now, obviously, some depictions have him being more powerful than others, yeah. and you know there are there are probably iterations of Dracula that we could take on their own that could. I think come close here. I still don't know if there's an iteration of Dracula that could take. There Spike probably down. is. There, there probably is. Maybe Luke Evans' Dracula actually from Dracula Untold because he's basically a fucking superhero. Um, yeah. Maybe Transylvania. Yeah, maybe that one, um, and maybe the, the iteration from Netflix, possibly um, from the Castlevania show. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe. But I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but to take him as a as a construct. Yeah. I think he's. Too old-fashioned. Too... He's got too many weaknesses. Uh, yeah, and he and he's too he's too weak. Simple as that. And and his major strengths are nullified by the fact that both Spike and Drew are, are too strong-willed to be yeah. to be caught in his thrall. They're too they're too sort of charming in themselves to be charmed by him, but in the, in the complete opposite way. You know, the more that Drax's going to try and pull that charm on, the more Spike's just going to see straight through it. Because yeah. he's all rock star swagger, whereas Dracula's all about gentlemanly charm. And the two are a direct yeah. antithesis of each other. So they're just going to clash. So he can't do that. Yeah. Again, that wouldn't work on Drew either because she's just too fucking crazy to realize yeah. what's going on. And I think, I mean, you've touched on it there as well. And you, you, you look at Dracula in terms of, of a social construct of, of, of where of the period he's from. Again, he would completely look past Drusilla. He wouldn't even contemplate her as being a threat. No, absolutely. Despite not. the fact, no, despite the fact in Dracula you have the brides and all the rest of it, he's not going to look at Drusilla as an equal or as any sort of adversary. No, if if anything, he is going to see her as as an object that he wants, like yeah, yeah. To, to take and, her and, the, and the, 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 that he can control. Yeah, and that is a grave mistake. <laughs> that is a real grave mistake. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think they take him out. I think I'd questionably yeah. take him out. Um, yeah, I think so. And I I think it might take a while, but I think I think yeah they do. I think you're right. I, I think it's Drew again, though. I, th I think <laughs> I think Spike's going to keep him busy, but I yeah. think it is going to be Drew just wandering over and going, "I'm bored. Let's go. <laughs> yes, yeah. just fucking kill him. Just stick him through the chest. Yeah, just flat out kill him. Um, 
So unsurprisingly, then for me, <laughs> I, look, I, I, feel, I genuinely, listeners, I, I do feel bad. Um, we had to have them. We simply had to have them in, in this podcast. Um, there yeah. was talk about obviously there are loads of vampires in Buffy that we could have included, or we could have included none of them. Um, we've done Angel before, so yeah. I mean that was my thinking when we when we put the list together. I mean we. We we say we don't plan. We we talk about you know, who we're putting in things, especially when you have these sort of ensemble ones. We talk about who's going in, you know, who's going in the group. Um, from a, in terms of modern popular culture, Edward Cullen would have been the other one, but we did him we've and Angel it. last year, so there's no point in doing them again. No, and I, and so, I think he lost that one, so he's dead anyway. Um, so I mean that yeah. that that's the type of thing. You know, we, you know, we put these lists together, and you do get some sort of curveballs like you no, know, like Count von Count, like Colin Robinson. But by and large, you know, there are only so many. You, know, you can only put so many. I mean, there are there are fucking thousands of vampires we could have included. We could have still been here next Christmas. Yeah, so, so we we had to whittle it down. And, and like, yeah, from like, if you're not going to put Angel in, there's only like, yeah, we could have gone with the Master maybe. But again, he's too similar to Warlock and, and Dracula. Yeah. I we could have gone with maybe some of the lesser ones. You know, we could have gone with Mister Trick or somebody like that. And maybe maybe Mister Trick would have been interesting. But then. You know, I don't know how many of you out there would have even followed that. Whereas, so so it had to be Spike and Drew. But from yeah. the second we put them on this list, I was just like putting my own personal bias aside. Yeah. And this is somebody that used to bleach their hair. Um, so I do have a huge personal <laughs> bias here. I did spend a good four years of my life <laughs> bleaching my hair like this. And I have the coat. Um, but putting all of that aside, I, I was looking at this just simply thinking, like, how the fuck does anybody just take those two uh, like... I, th- I think that's kind of a testament to the way the characters were developed um i mean yes okay dracula has far more input because there's you no know, there's there've been so many iterations of dracula um mm-hmm. and black dracula and jewish dracula and fucking chinese martian dracula you know there'll be a fucking dracula dog at some point i'm sure can you um, be a chinese martian probably surely you're one or the other aren't you you're either from china or you're from mars Unless your dad is a Martian, I was, was going to say Chinese. maybe you know maybe maybe one parent or is one and, and the other, yeah. Yeah, but you know, so. but you know, it's it's that sort of thing. There have been so many iterations and so it's been te- it's been developed in so many ways. And there's a a not a unique spin, but a, you know, there, there's been some slight adaptation every time you have a different iteration of Dracula. That anything you do kind of waters down the intent of the original. And the yeah. whole point of the original is that it, you know. Even though it was there was a very gothic feel to it, but actually, you no, know, there's a, an element of exoticism to it as well. You know, it's, it's it, he's from far away, he's mysterious. You know, he has you no, know, he has these you no, know, yes, okay, it's supernatural power. He puts people under his thrall, but he is charming as all hell. He does attract, you no, know, he does endear himself to people. So all this sort of stuff. But every time you bring out a new version of that, you just kind of dilute the original to a point where actually the original seems so far removed, and what we get is a caricature. Yeah, of all these different things, and we mentioned you know, in the original, I say you know, we, we've talked about all the all the new ways you can kill them, which weren't in the weren't in Bram Stoker's original text. So it's it's a really difficult one to to bring um, Dracula into anything like this because Dracula is no, Dracula isn't Dracula anymore, um, and the rest of them. I mean, you look at everyone we've had in 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 this fight, they they all contribute to each other. Their characters, their strengths, and weaknesses, everything kind of bleeds together. Mm. So knowing knowing how to put how to separate them is quite difficult. And I mean, I I came into this. I don't tend to think about these beforehand just because I haven't got time. And I, no, I, it's it's easier for us to just kind of talk around them and, and get where we get. But looking at the list this evening before we started, I was thinking there's nobody on here that's going to hold a candle. No, there, there really isn't. The, the, the only one I think that could have come close would have been David 
if he was a better fighter. And again, that's yeah, it sounds like my own personal bias, but for me, it's all down to especially you know this is the vampires episode, so it's it's what is a vampire, and and it is raw, primal, animalistic killer instinct at the end of the day. So they should be, yeah. And those three characters, David and, and Spike and Drew, are the closest to that. Yeah. Um, but it's just David's a shit fighter, so he went out early, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they they on that's it. When I was thinking about it, they were my three for the end. They were my last three: Spike and yeah, Drew yeah. and David. I, to me, as I say, it was always just going to be about right. Convince me that somebody can take these two out because I don't know who can. Look, Buffy fucking can't. So, yeah. Like, you know, defeat them? Yes. Kill them? No. Yeah. So you know, when <laughs> she take out literally everybody else on this list without yeah. a shadow of a doubt in seconds, she can't take them out. Nope. And she's not for want of trying. Tried for six years. Yeah, not for want of trying. So. You know, like I said, three slayers between them. Four now, if we include Blade, he's technically a sort of slayer. Yeah. Um, I so Dra- I thought Drac were him. Did Drac get him? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, we said Spike would want to go for him to make it four. Yeah, yeah, but Drac took him down. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, like ultimately for me, they're the winners. Now, look, listeners, if there are vampires that we've omit- that we've omitted that you can you think can take him out, write in. Maybe there's another episode in this. Like God knows, there's enough vampires. Maybe this yeah. is going to turn into our next Disney bracket. Who knows? Um, <laughs> Maybe maybe we go into subgenres. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, I, I'm interested. Like you know, bear in mind the rules of engagement. Bear in mind what a vampire is. Bear in mind what the powers are and the weaknesses as well. But if you think there's anybody that can take them out, then yeah, let us know. I'd be interested because I I don't think there is. No, I've, I've to been, mind. I, since we since we put the list together, I've been, I've been trying to think of anybody who can and i can't i, say, I can't remember think of we're talking about them as a duo as well is yes. the key here yeah that's we're taking it, yeah. them as a duo yeah but so. we're not we're not taking no the, the spike that went to the vets and got needed well even if you did even if you took the, the spike yeah, still, still, fight the vampires, can't he? Still, yeah. still fight vampires and demons there's only humans yeah. that you can't yeah, that's true. yeah but I mean, even so. then he kind of wasn't really himself no he wasn't really fighting him no at that point, anyway, was he wasn't himself for a long time. Even well, when... not until he realized that. He well, he, even even once he realized, he, he once he realized it was kind of uh, over. He was then an overexcited puppy. He was like, oh, I yeah. Can... He went on a bender for a while then and just yeah. beat the shit out of everything. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, then, then again, he's at that point. You just need to get the fuck out of his way because if you're in his way, it's going to kill you. Yeah. So pretty much at any given point, if you're in his way, it's going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> so this is true. Which is what a vampire should be. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I mean, I, I think we've we've done as much as we can to, to get through it. But I think in the in the vampire battle royal that we've got for this year's Halloween, Spike and Drusilla win. Um, yeah. As, as as you said, if if anybody's got any any different opinions or anybody we've missed anything that we you know anything that could have gone another way, please let us know. Get in touch. Um, and we 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 kind of that's the bit we enjoy more than the rest of it is engaging with people and seeing what what we've got wrong. Um, but yeah. On on Twitter, uh, you can get us at ddpodcast.net. You can go to our website, ddpodcast.net, where you can also pick up our previous episodes and our other shows. On Facebook and YouTube with the Double M Podcast Network, wherever you get your podcasts from, be it iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Play, Google. Ah, fucking hell. Amazon Music, Google oh, Play. Dude, every time. I, need, I just need a little post-it note on my screen to tell me what they all are. Um, wherever you get your podcasts from, be it any Why one of those. Why have you not just done that by now? Why would you... Because I'm fucking lazy. I say every week I need to do it. And I you forget. Don't even know, you don't even know, need a post-it note. Just get a Word document open on your screen. Again, read it. again, lazy. Um, but wherever you get your podcast from, whichever one of those or others it might be, um, like, share, subscribe, leave a message, and we'll get back to you as best we can. Until next time. 
Have a safe and enjoyable Halloween, listeners. Happy Halloween. See you later. Along the hard way And what Much more they